wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. Night one of the NFL draft is more or less in the books. We are at the 24th pick, but we do think that the Buffalo Bills are done for the evening. And what an evening it has been. We will get into it in fine, fine detail here in the very, very comfortable living room of the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton. Welcome, everyone. And joining us tonight as well is the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Sujit. I had so many wings, I'm going to shit my pants. So there are lots of mixed feelings in Bills Nation tonight. That also might make me shit my pants. About the player we took with our first pick and uh, and about the player we took with our second pick. Holy shit. And we're going to get into it. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Find us on iTunes. Just search for Bills and Beers and subscribe if you haven't already. And you can also subscribe on Stitcher. Gang. Let's not waste any more time because it's been 12 months in the making. Tonight, the first pick of the 2018 draft, the quarterback of the future, he's ours. Let's get into it now. We could have hit Rosen. So let's be very clear about what the Buffalo Bills gave up. To be able to draft the new franchise quarterback, Josh Allen. Of course, I'm talking about Sammy Watkins, the seventh overall pick in the 2018 draft, the 12th overall pick in the 2018 draft, Cordy Glenn, the 53rd overall pick in the 2018 draft. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And the 56th overall pick in the 2018 draft. All of those things were expended tonight. For the big arm out of the Big Sky State. Is Wyoming the Big Sky State or is that Montana? Who cares? Montana. Josh Allen is ours. Wyoming is the state that asks the most questions. Wyoming. Nice. Uh, So going against all of the armchair blogging statisticians, draft experts, people who said this guy was the worst, he's got the worst stats, he's got the worst film, but our lifer, our NFL lifer, Brandon Bean, evidently feels differently. Sujit, I know you're thrilled. You were really excited with Josh Rosen and Josh Allen both being there at 7. And when they said, Josh Allen, you had a bit of a meltdown. So why don't you walk us through it tonight? Here's oh, what had happened. <laughs> he's picking up the mic. Here is what had happened. Every year for the draft, some thought runs through my head. Uh, at some point, either immediately before the draft, a couple weeks before the draft, uh, or on the day of the draft, right before the pick. And for some reason, that shit, there's always one thought that runs through my head that always comes true. And earlier this year, I think I actually may have, I think I mentioned it on our last podcast, which was the fact that that they are going to look and they are going to see the white Cam Newton. They're going to see... Right. Uh, athletic, mobile, strong-armed. Because if it ain't white, then it ain't right. Weren't you reading his tweets? If it ain't white, it ain't right. And I don't know. I think they were going to take Josh Rosen until they saw those racist white tweets. I thought and, for and sure. And they thought, oh, shit, this is our guy. <laughs> I thought for sure they were taking Josh Rosen. I thought I thought that Josh I Rosen. Knew, I knew they weren't going to take that little poor Josh boy. <laughs> they weren't going to do that. They would take that less than they would take my Hindu ass, okay? Not Muslim. Hindu, okay? <laughs> is there a, presently a, Mac, a, a uh, active NFL player who is a practicing Muslim? Uh, probably. Is there? Anyways, Goes. so I, I don't know. I, is this the time when I get to say what I think about it? Yeah, well, that's why I asked you. So well, fuck you, all of you. This diatribe has okay? been two and a half because, minutes long, and you haven't told us how you feel about it. So why don't we get into it? Why? Why, why, why? Can't we just fucking spend the money? We moved up to get the linebacker. We moved up to get these guys. Why couldn't we just move all of that shit up to get the best person? Now, okay, okay, you think it's the best person. Now, Phil Sims, with his old fucking decrepit ass, told me that Josh Allen, hands down, is the best quarterback. But why couldn't... Okay, fine. He had a shitty team that he played on. He couldn't actually... Do well How against do you the f- good Do you like teams. it or do you not like it? I don't know, Lars. I'm trying to work myself through this right now. 
So he couldn't play well We're against the good teams. We're all working through it with you. He couldn't play well, but and he was great against the bad teams. But he was only shitty or mediocre against the average teams. This is what we're talking about on Howard and Jeremy. And you know because I feel like I'm there when I'm listening to him. But I don't know. I don't know. I Thanks for nothing. Cass, yeah. going to you now. So it was – It was. Uh, uh, let me just put a button on this, and we'll come to you, Cass. It was a tremendous letdown here in the room when the, the name that came after the word Josh was Allen and not Rosen – and I think that was pretty much felt all throughout Bill's Nation tonight. I was actually happy for a moment because I said, you know what? These guys know better than I do. Well, that's and what I want to focus on. What do they know that nobody else knows? And as we said before the draft even started tonight, everything that's happened in this new regime, we've all kind of taken a beat and gone, huh? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that was the right thing to do. That was the smart thing to do. I'm glad that they did that thing. And that's why I thought for sure, no chance are they taking Josh Allen. Well, the voice in the back of my head said, but if they do take Josh Allen, that means they know something that nobody else knows. Trust the process. What are we missing, Cass? Is he the white Cam Newton who didn't play at a major conference, who has no college accolades to his name, who did terribly in JUCO. What are we missing? I don't even want the white Cam Newton. Because honestly, what really has Cam Newton done? I know he, he won an MVP. He, he won an MVP and he went to a Super Bowl, but he's been a flash in the pan. I don't want a fucking flash in the pan. I want 15 years. I want a guy who can read an NFL defense and deliver the ball on time with anticipation. And everything we hear about Josh you, Rosen you didn't get that. is that's exactly what Josh Rosen does. And everything we hear about Josh Allen is that's exactly what he cannot do. Or, or somebody that can make like the short, complete passes, like the dump-offs. Apparently, he can't fucking do Apparently that. Apparently, they took those out of the playbook. Now, whether or not, that, whether or not that's because they had a a antiquated playbook or they knew their quarterback couldn't run those plays we'll have to find out the the only thing that makes me feel good is that this is somewhat reminiscent of the pittsburgh steelers quarterback ben roethlisberger big dude coming out of a fucking school that i don't who know, i mean miami of ohio we all know that like j crew you but he was he was like people are like what are they doing what are they doing and i'm i'm just praying to god that there's something in in Josh Allen that can that rises well, to the top like what I will say is that we we had done we had uh, swapped back and forth some blind college stats of of quarterbacks right and Josh Allen of the Big Five in this draft was far and away the worst statistically however his stats compared to Carson Wentz were eerily similar. And Sean McDermott was very much in Philadelphia when they drafted Carson Wentz. And I, and the cynic in me says he fell in love with this very, very, very specific prototype. And that's what we have. Yeah, but like in sports, a prototype doesn't exist. Doesn't, do, yes, it doesn't exist. There's never been another no. Michael. There'll never no. be another LeBron. There's never another Jim Kelly there's another, or there's another or John like, Stockton. Yeah. There's another Scottie Pippen. No, you're right. It just doesn't exist. So you can chase the prototype all you want, but he's got to be his own individual. So I, I, I'm just going to flash back, and I said this to you guys, and uh, Bill, well, Bill doesn't listen, but Jeff will probably listen. <laughs> and, Jeff's uh, psyched. I can't yeah, wait to get him yeah. online. I flashed back to... A vivid memory of 2010 when the Bills hmm. moved up. No, to, they didn't. No. They didn't move up. Okay, we had the ninth pick, so we just yeah. stayed. Okay, we stayed there. We're all like at sitting at Bill's house. I'll never forget this. We're all amped. Who are we going to take? There's so, we, we got a good team. We got some holes to fill, blah, blah, blah. We take CJ Spiller. Right. And I remember, like, you could hear a pin drop. We were all like, what the fuck? So. And I think that that is a great analogy because what do we ha- what do we know that we have in Josh Allen? We know that we have a guy who can throw a football through a goddamn brick wall. What we don't know is whether or not he can pass a football. What we knew we had in C.J. Spiller was the guy who could outrun everybody on the football field. What we didn't know that we had in C.J. Spiller is if he could actually play the game of football. So let's just hope that Josh Allen doesn't go the way of Clifford James Spiller. Look, the one thing 
is that if you look at people, we're all worried about EJ Manuel, right? Everyone here, everyone in Bill's nation. I'm worried about Ryan Mallett. That's who I'm worried about. Fine. Nobody. I mean, granted, he doesn't have a. Nobody, nobody, nobody ever said that EJ Manuel or Ryan Mallett might be the first pick in the draft. There was not several, even NFL former players or former GMs that said, hey, you know, this guy's the best one out there. He's the one that should be taken. Not everybody agreed because because of his numbers, because of the things that he could not do. But, you know, everybody, there's a lot of people that said this guy could be number one. None of the people that were worried about him becoming were even compared to that. And I will say that that has sort of been the discussion, uh, the topic of discussion here tonight, which is that massive rift, and we've already kind of alluded to it here, between the conventional NFL guys who we should all remind ourselves are gainfully employed with NFL organizations and, and the wannabe bloggers out there who, if they had their choice, would be gainfully employed with NFL organizations. Does that include us? No, absolutely not. No, no we don't. We, we different. Girl. We don't we different. Take, we do not take ourselves nearly that seriously. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, the, these guys out here, and, and I cringed for the last three weeks. It's been it's been this guy from Bleacher Report. It's been this guy from AceScouts.com. This guy from. And can we stop fucking listening to Bleacher Report? Isn't that a bunch of hacks? But the point is, you kept hearing all these guys, and whenever the phrase. I graded them at, came out of their mouth. All I wanted to say is, who fucking cares? Who cares what your grade is? If your grade meant shit, you'd be paid by an NFL team to evaluate players. But you're not. So stop telling me about your grades. However, all those guys giving out grades hate Josh Allen. Yet there seem to be, all through the rumor mill and all through the the paid, sponsored, agent-driven NFL media Coach, speak, GM, I don't care what it is, love Josh Allen. Major riff there. What the fuck? Is it just because he's 6'5", white, and can throw the ball a mile? I mean, are, are, is the NFL that far behind the bloggers, or the bloggers really not have a clue? And do the guys who are actually employed in this thing really actually know what they're talking about? Yeah, or does the fact that if you just say that, oh, this guy's big and white and strong, not make your paper get sold you know like does it not give you clicks does it does not give you links but the really the sexier thing is to say that oh this guy's technically so great you know and his even his numbers are so good and you know you have to justify it somehow now okay we're right now what i'm doing is trying to justify the fact that the bills just sold the farm but for, also uh, none, none of these armchair guys had baker mayfield as the number one pick nobody did no, but but that they was did take Baker Mayfield as one of the elites, right? It was always Darnold and Mayfield uh, at the top. I don't know if they did. I think they said like you know, but he's small, so NFL teams aren't going to take him. I think I I, I don't know who he's, actually, he's a head case. Yeah, I don't know who actually knows who what they're talking about. I mean, the thing is that okay, look, I I, I wanted Rosen. I think most of Bills Nation, I think fifty percent of Bills Nation and most of the polls wanted Rosen. But guys, this is one, you know. Miami Dolphin player away from burying his head into the ground and he gets a concussion and he's done. There's our future franchise quarterback, you know, from in, in his second year getting a concussion, being gone forever, you know? And so, I mean, I think that, that, that that's a significant concern is durability. Now, whatever. We, we didn't give away next year's first-round pick. We're going to play A.J. McCarron this year. And we're going to see or where this Peterman. gets developed. Or Peterman. You better stop God. with that motherfucking Peterman <laughs> thing again, okay? I love, I love me some bang, 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 shoot. So Nate Peterman. The, the only concern that I have is knowing that it's been discussed that Allen is a project that he does. He's going to take a little bit of work. Sure better be able to get some accuracy issues figured out. But is A.J. McCarron the right quarterback? Like, I think I would have felt more comfortable with Tyrod being a starter and having Josh Allen underneath him. So this is actually why I was skeptical of all of the talk that Josh Allen was going to Cleveland because even though Josh Allen is considered very athletic and for a guy his size, he's pretty fast actually and can scramble pretty well. I don't know about that. Compared to Carson Wentz, he, I don't know. Allen just I don't, does I, not I, look I, athletic and I, when I see his film. 
it's hard, it, Cassie. It's really hard to, to look at the numbers and not say, "Wow, we drafted Carson Wentz." But Carson Wentz also had a former NFL quarterback in his in his head coach, a former NFL quarterback in his in his offensive coordinator, a former NFL quarterback in his quarterbacks coach, grooming him to be an NFL quarterback. We don't have that in Buffalo, so that's where I'm a little skeptical. But I don't know. The, the The consensus out there, again, from the guys who, who get paid to actually do this stuff, do say he's athletic. Um, but it never made sense to me why the Browns would go with a statuesque pocket passer distributor of the football when they were so eager to give up what they gave up to get Tyrod Taylor, who is very clearly not that. So Allen to Cleveland never really made sense. Darnold to Cleveland never really made sense. Rosen to Cleveland definitely didn't make sense. Mayfield to Cleveland, I guess. Did they just take a quarterback because he was the last guy standing? Not sure. However, the Bills weren't the done. The last guy standing or the first guy standing. Yeah. <laughs> same same difference in Cleveland. Wait, is the ATL taking Lamar Jackson? No. Anyways, so we're we're it's we're the twenty sixth pick. Lamar Jackson's still on the board. He looks like it's, he's having a he looks of, like he's having a great time. Well, he's got his agent. His mom is sitting next to him. So we weren't done after drafting uh, Josh Allen. We are now done for the next two days. But with the sixteenth overall pick, the twenty second overall pick, Tyrod Taylor, and the sixty fifth overall pick, we got nineteen year old Tremaine Woo! Edmonds out of Virginia yeah. Tech. So the only reason why Bills. Mafia isn't collectively hanging from a noose like the new memorial that just opened in Alabama is because this guy is a stud. He's a freak. And if you did not like the Josh Allen pick, this definitely softened the blow. I want everyone to forget about what happened before this season. Just imagine we had a first round pick, a second round pick and a third round pick. Okay, just like every other year, because we're not that much worse at the beginning of this year than we were at the beginning of last year. So just imagine we had a first round pick, a second round pick and a third round pick. And just remember that. Imagine that we got Tremaine Edwards as our first round pick. We got Josh Allen as our second round. What? Edmonds. Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds. It's a long time. I'm not going to mispronounce his name. Uh, so we got this is the part of the podcast where we tell everybody that because Sujit had 25 grams of carbohydrates tonight, he barely is operating at a two barely. tops. So tops. Tremaine Edmonds as a first round pick, Josh Allen as a second round pick, and then we still have a third round pick. Would you be sad? The Buffalo Bills had the 22nd overall pick going into tonight, and Sujit is down 22 pounds, so he is very sensitive to carbohydrates. I get your point. Yes, I agree. But I would like to put it in terms that one of our faithful listeners tweeted to us. The Buffalo Bills got the black Luke Keekley and the white Cam Newton with their first round picks. fucking tweet so much. That is such a great tweet. I love you. I don't know who you are, but I love you. He was, I, I do believe this tweeter was at one point the social media listener of the week. This is TimeKills17, at TimeKills17. Yeah, he needs to be social media Listener this year, this week. Yeah, he's a social media listener of the offseason. So we have these two players. I mean, Tremaine Edwins, now he's only 19. The last you time somebody. Edmonds. The last time somebody this young was drafted, it didn't turn out too well in um, Amobi Okoye, the defensive tackle. But this guy seems to have all of the physical traits. We definitely drafted two guys who have all the physical traits. We'll see what happens. I'm just. I'm just excited to finally have a linebacker that like isn't slow as we have, shit. We have a like, yeah, we have a legit linebacker now. We have not had this in a long time. Like he can, you know, close down on the on the you know the quarter or the quarterback if he's running. He can take you know uh, running backs out. I mean, imagine him lining up against Gronk. Yep. Hell's yes. That's that. I I'll take him any. I mean, he looks ripped. Yeah. And he's only 19. He's only he's gonna only get 19. bigger. And that's because he skipped kindergarten. Suge, anything else to add before we get Buffalo Bill Belcher on the line? I think it's important to not just say that he's fast, but he's big. Right? Yeah, he's a big boy. He's not he's not Kiko Alonso, right? Yeah. 
So he's a no. he's a big linebacker who is also fast, who can muscle when he needs to, who can speed to the end zone, he can run sideline to sideline. It's uh it's it's super, super, super exciting. Just imagine he's your first round pick, okay? Don't worry about that Josh Allen. Shit. So we got we basically got two quarterbacks, right? We got two quarterbacks, the quarterback of for the, defense. Oh, and the D, baby. So quick poll here. Um is Josh Allen the week one starter at Baltimore? Cass coming to you. No. Which is which is quite all right. I the question is, does he start in even 2018 season. Okay. Suge, your, your turn now. I pray to God that he does not start until 2019. I hope that A.J. McCarron tanks the entire season, and then we have a 2019 very high pick, so we can know what we have with Josh Allen, and if need be, we pick up the best 2019 quarterback that's oh, available. Oh, stop it. So this is the first time in, in Buffalo Bills franchise history that we have drafted a quarterback in the top 10. What could possibly go wrong? Let's get Bill Belcher on the line to find out. Out of college, money spent. See no future, see no rent. All the money's gone, nowhere to go. Well, it's not a bull market, and Lord knows it's not a bear's market, right, Jay? No, ladies and gentlemen, it's a Bill's market, and here to tell us what he's buying and selling is Buffalo Bill Belcher up there in Milwaukee, USA. Bill, what do you got for us? I mean, for one day, I don't need to be buying and selling anything because our boy Brandon Dean is doing all the buying and selling he needs to do. Go on. I love it. I love it. I love what's going on. Here's the thing is I'm, I was hoping for a little Josh Rosen, but I also knew that that probably wasn't going to happen given his uh, affinity to no God and, uh, Oh my God! Isn't he just Jewish? Know, no, no, no. People. He's an atheist. He's an oh, atheist. is he really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like a, he's. Oh like yeah, a, that was not going to happen. Outspoken atheist. Okay. So, All right. Anyway, um, well, here's what I did after we picked him. I was like, okay, I went to Twitter and I'm like, all right, like, we'll see, we'll see really how bad this guy is. I typed in Josh Allen childhood. I feel like that's always representative of someone. I was I was pretty much brought to tears. And now you're on this, a watch list. Watching this video, uh, dude, I love this guy. First of all, Lars, you'll be you'll be happy to know that his great grandfather immigrated from Sweden. Yeah, he was nicknamed the Swede. Yeah. So I mean, how is he not going to be amazing? True. Um, Following in a long long lineage of successful Swedish quarterbacks in the NFL. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, if it ain't I, white, I, I it ain't right, that. baby. <laughs> yeah, that is I, true. I do think. I mean, there's something to be said about like what type of personality is going to be a success in Buffalo. And you think of this guy. Okay, he's like, oh, he's another California. I was talking to Jeff a little bit ago, and Jeff's like, oh, well, at least he's not from California. I'm like, well, actually, no, he is from California, but <laughs> but he's from. He's like, oh shit, another California guy, but. He's from like some random. He's from random Central, Central California. If, if, Central if California. You listen, if you listen to Murph, they did an entire geography like yeah. lesson with him when they had him on the phone. Like, hey, here's our number one draft pick. Let's talk about well geography. Like, where are you from? Where is so, so that? So this this is an opportunity to sell no. something. And Can I, I take and, a moment? Yes, please. Can I'm, I take I'm, a I'm moment? Gonna, I'm going to hand it to Suge here because we we did tune in to the uh, One Bills Live with John Murphy and Steve Tasker earlier tonight. And ouch, ouch, baby, Suge, take it away, would you please? I can't, I, I can't, Lars. I can't talk about this shit no more because there's something wrong with fucking John Murphy's old, decrepit ass. And it was bad when they had Donald Jones on there because he would talk nonsense. He would just straight up talk nonsense, or he would say whatever fucking John Murphy's dumb ass said six times over with more words. And then they replaced his ass with Steve Tasker, who has us drafting backwards. <laughs> 17th pick. Like, oh, we should draft back and pick up a couple extra guards. You dumb motherfucker. And then, okay, let, let me just let me take a moment and take a breath and know that when I watch the draft, I get mad at NFL Network. And that the only reason I was watching NFL Network is because I used to get mad at ESPN. So we're sitting here saying, "Shit, we just got we just got our future quarterback, right? We just got like the 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 potential franchise quarterback." Let's hear what the local Buffalo guys have to say. 
And so we turned off, oh, Lord Jesus, we turned off NFL Network just to listen to WGR. And Steve Tasker has nobody. Nobody's ever explained to him the concept of dead air. That's that that yeah. part. That much is he's obvious. He's just he's he. The man cannot vamp. I, uh, it's like uh, and then uh. But let uh, me let me do a quick. No, 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 no. You have not captured. You have not captured. You have not captured what it was. I want everyone bro, to just, shut up and let me tell you bro, exactly you what it was. About, it you was. Lost, you lost twenty of our thirty listeners. Steve Tasker is a fucking horrible radio host. He is not. He was not good tonight. He, he was, was bad. He's. I, you I, know what? If you if you look at like the the Twitterverse, you look at, at, <laughs> at this whole one Bills Live thing that's that they've been doing. It's been universally shamed. But hold upon. on, hold on. Let me let me just stop you for a second. Let me do a quick. And I will fucking kill John Murphy. This, this is this is this is compared though to Donald Jones. So let's let me do worse. Let's, worse. I'm going no with worse. Way, no way. I'm let's, going with, he may worse. he may have some good analytic quality, but he cannot no. just talk. No, he can an, analyze stuff. He is a good Sal Carpaccio, but, but he is not a good host. Hold on. So I want to do a quick reenact. Have you, have, 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 has on. anyone listened to Saturday that that Saturday sports thing yeah. with Sal? It's horrible. He's a horrible host, Sal? but he's one of the best analysts that's get out there. Get out of here. So I want to do a quick reenact. This. So this is what it's like listening to Donald Jones. So I'll play the part of Donald Jones. Cassie, you play the part of John Murphy and just talk about uh, Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills just drafted Josh Allen. We want to know if he's if he's the right guy for Buffalo. So you give me a, your quick your quick analysis. I get to be Steve Tasker. As, as, no, I'm going to be Donald Jones. So and I get to be Steve Tasker. But let me do Donald Jones first because this fine, is what we're coming fine, from. Fine. Okay. Okay, so you be so just give us a quick an analysis of, of of taking Josh Allen as John Murphy. Go ahead. So uh, we you just, don't have to do it as John. We Murphy. just, just picked the uh, Buffalo. We just talked to the Buffalo Bills num, uh, first round draft pick, Josh Allen from University of Wyoming. You know he's from uh, Central California. You know, right plop. You know, in the center of the state. Yeah, but if he was the Easter Bunny, do you think he'd be brown or white? <laughs> Like that's what that's what it was like listening to Donald fucking Jones, okay? Yeah, that, when I was in the locker room, that dude was all over the road, okay? He would bring up the most unrelated shit constantly. He would constantly step on whatever Murph was saying. He would he would he would contradict the guest. He was awful. He was so like nobody ever told Donald Jones the concept of yes and that guy was the worst. You know what? But that question that you asked is actually intellectually stimulating because I want to know what the quarterback would say rather than looking in a fucking map. Well, if it comes to Easter bunnies being brown or white, can we I, all know. Can Josh I get the Allen same stem be. for Steve Tasker? Okay, we'll do the same thing for Steve Tasker. Go ahead. You 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 be you be uh you be uh Josh. Murph. Yeah, you're Murph. And, and you can be Steve I, I Tasker. I have to be Murph again. Yeah. Well, um, the Buffalo Bills just selected our first pick of the 2018 NFL Draft, and it's Josh Allen, quarterback out of Wyoming. We're going to talk to his college quarterbacks coach, uh, who says that he, you know, is very similar to Carson Wentz. You know, it's uh, it's actually very interesting because you know he came out of Wyoming, and and Carson Wentz, you know, <laughs> uh. Because he came out of Wyoming, and uh, that's uh, that's a really great thing, and and I, I just I, I you know I think that it's a good thing. Do you guys know my friend Phil Sims? <laughs> Me and him have worked together for fourteen years in CBS, and we're really good friends. And um, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's great that we that, you know the Bills have, have got their QB of the future. Back to you now, Bill. What else are you buying and selling up there in Milwaukee, USA tonight? I mean, dude, guys, I, while you were talking, I resorted to sending you a tweet on our Bills and Beers fucking group <laughs> me because I can't even talk. My Lord. I mean, there was, a lot, there was a lot of emotion when we fired up WGR tonight, man, because it was not good. I guess so. I guess so. Well, uh, I just threw out a tweet to you. So Josh Allen signed a hat for a fan, threw it up to him. Uh, this is at AT&T Stadium. Threw it up to the second level. The toss went right in the fans' hands, and he he turned to him. He turned to this reporter and said, "Look at that accuracy." <laughs> all right, <laughs> I love it. Guy knows what he's about. So so you are all in on Josh Allen. Then you're 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 just gonna give it the benefit of the doubt here. I'm in bit bad benefit of the doubt. I'm in. Okay, and uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, we need a linebacker. Sounds good to me. 
No, he's legit. Sterling analysis from Buffalo Bill Tasker. And the important thing is that he's from... Uh, Fireboro. Virginia. Virginia. Which is a state, has been a state for a long time. Tasker. My name's Steve. Steve is the name my mom gave me. You can call me Steve. I go by Steve. I played in the NFL. My name is Steve Tasker. <laughs> how do you how do you get a TV job? How do you get a TV job? Why do they put a microphone in front of his face for hours a day? There's hours a, a day. There's every a, day. There's Monday a difference between being a color analyst and having to host a show. And when like it's one thing if he had like a solid host, like if it was like he was like hanging out on the Howard and Jeremy show or something like that where the, those guys can just talk and fill air. But John Murphy, for the life of him, cannot just fucking talk. I'm sending him a globe. I'm send going to send him a, send him a fucking globe. I think maybe I think maybe we're spoiled with Howard and Jeremy. They are they are like they are delightful. I'm just gonna say it. They're fucking delightful. <laughs> and when Sal comes on, it's just like it's like the best fucking part of my day. Okay? Cause you got like the nerdy fucking analytic guy and then you got the fun Guy with in and, and Howard and Jeremy's like the fucking passionate, angry motherfucker, and so it's just it's just all good. And those motherfuckers are gonna be on fire tomorrow. Yes, that, oh yeah, wait, yeah, that show's gonna be crazy. Bill, what are you drinking up there in Milwaukee tonight? I'm drinking a blue. Nice. That's my boy. So, Bill, overall, how are you feeling about this first round? Good, bad? Huh? I feel great. Well, uh, one of the things too is one of my favorite quotes from Josh Allen as I was watching that video. He said. He was like, every time I stepped on the field, I just saw red. I saw a bunch of blood, and I wanted to attack. I just fucking love that. And it, and it wasn't the fact that he likes barbell wings? Yeah, that, yeah, was, that, a big, was, cool that was a big shout-out, too. I, I mean, here's the thing, though, Bill, and this is what I've been saying all night. You can throw the ball over the goddamn mountains, your Uncle Rico, incarnate, whatever. Can you pass the ball? Can you get the ball out on time? Can you get it to a receiver in rhythm, in stride? Can you throw for yards after catch? Can you run an offense? And that's really all I care about. And Josh Rosen seemed to be the best at that. And Josh Allen seemed to be the worst at that. And that's why I am wildly skeptical about this pick. Yeah, well. They know better than we do. Look, it it leaves you more room to be excited. Yeah, I mean, like, Bill, I kind of agree with you in that at the end of the day, you don't think that Brandon Bean and and Sean McDermott know that? Like, we're fucking sitting there, you know, a doctor, an ad executive, a PR person. Like, what the fuck? Like, of course they know better than us. So, yeah, they could make the wrong decision, but they see something in this guy, and they didn't give up the entire fucking world to get him. So you got to be positive. Right. Yeah. You got to well, accept the, the fact that, that recruited him recruit recruited Wentz right before that. So that's right. Right. And Cam Newton before I, that. This is this is Carson Wentz. This is Carson Wentz redux. But he doesn't have the pedigree of coaches at the NFL level around him, and that's that's what gives me a little bit of pause. Bill, what's the first game where, where we see Allen play? Great question. Hmm. That is a great question. Um. I don't know. I see him starting by week six. Ooh. Wow. Oof. I'm thinking post Oof. post by week 11. I'm, no, I'm thinking 2019. Wow. For sure I'm thinking 2019. Week 17. Buffalo oh. Bill Belcher, it's been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Saturday, buddy. We'll get up there and get the kitties together. It'll be a good time. Absolutely. All right, man. Until, until next time, go Bills. Go Bills. Exciting night. Turn of the franchise. Here's to, right. Josh, here's to Josh Allen. <laughs> Don't laugh. Well, that sound Whoa. means it's time for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba! I want some taquitos. And as, all, as we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with the Tacos Mas Calientes is Jim and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. Ay, 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 ay! Jeff. How are you feeling after uh, round one of the 2018 NFL draft is coming to a close? Oh, my God. Hello, friends. I am um, I'm exhausted. That's what I am. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's been an emotional evening um, with two two trades. Um, and, 
to you know ho- what what clearly are ho- hopeful cornerstones of the team for some period of time we shall see um and uh it, it's been a, it's been a heck of a ride here tonight did you guys enjoy watching it i know the three of you were together yeah we did we we did enjoy watching it the the first five picks up through the broncos was must see tv for sure um and then you know once we got to six lord knows what was going to happen they got that pick in really fast and then it was our turn, and we heard the name Josh, and we weren't sure what was going to follow. And once, and once the the sound Allen came out next, uh, you know, we were a little disappointed. We we're a little disappointed. A lot of a lot of mixed emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's I mean, I guess time will tell, right? We'll know. In, we'll know in two years, maybe sooner, whether what these piece, these this these picks mean. But. Um, so I'll start off with a couple of tacos calientes. Yes. Um, so numero uno, um, tacos calientes is that I think that there is um, a very good chance, actually, that A.J. McCarron is our starting quarterback on week one. Yeah, okay. I would say that's more of a, a tacos frios. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> because because that's pretty obvious yeah. to everybody right now, but okay. So sure, yeah, I don't know. I Bill, Tacos Bill Evermenche. Me. Evermenche. Yeah. Bill, oh, our our friend uh our uh our friend William Nichols called me after the um after the pick and I said the same thing and, and he thought I was crazy. Um so uh, but no, I mean, so, I think so. Now you're listening to Bill. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we just have to cut the segment in general? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, sh- I should have known when when Bill thought I was crazy that the three of you would likely agree with me. Whenever Bill um, agrees with you, that's a, that's an opportunity for self reflection. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, who 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 knows? But yes, I mean, I think that you know, J- Josh Allen. So how do I how do I feel about it? I don't know. Of course, I'm going to talk myself into it and be yeah, excited. Of course. Um, None of us have any idea. Um, none of the analysts had any idea what what order these draft these quarterbacks were going to go in. That's what made this draft so captivating. Um, you know, I mean, what it sounds like is that you know you keep hearing the boomer bust. Who, it, but 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 the thing is, even though that he has that label, the reality is that any quarterback drafted in the top ten is boomer bust. That's right. You know, like when you when you just look at the statistics of even all of the, you know, this guy's going to make it, all of them are boomer bust. It has the top five quarterbacks have about a fifty percent chance of making, um, you know, of being of being a, like an above average starter. When you start to get into quarterbacks that are drafted, you know, ten through twenty, you're starting to look at you know a ten to fifteen percent chance of a perennial quarterback. So they're they're all boomer bust at that point. And I applaud the organization for you know putting themselves in a position over the last three months to go and get a guy that are, you know, that they, for whatever reason, you know, that they had identified as a guy that was worthy of trading up for. Um, so we will find out what that means. Clearly none of us know. Um, and, you know, but I'm, we're, I'm excited to find out, but I, I do think in Bill's nation should expect that one of the reasons that, you know, we draft, we, we picked up AJ McCarron on a two year deal is that it gave us a bridge if needed and I think we should fully expect uh, a quarterback uh, battle in the offseason between Allen, um, A.J. McCarron, and Peter Mancant. <laughs> nice. Um, so I'm going to throw a couple names at here, Jeff. I've got so, so many things to react to here. Um, and I'm going to start by saying one of the things we've, we've talked about on this podcast already is the, the massive gulf between the NFL conventional wisdom which seemed to favor Josh Allen and all of the wannabe NFL evaluators who hated Josh Allen. I'm talking about all the mm-hmm. bloggers, all the podcasters, not uh, not unlike ourselves, but you know, we we don't actually take ourselves seriously and go on the radio and talk about the grades we give out. But one of the things I want I'm on the radio, what I want to do here right now is I'm going to throw a couple names at you and you tell me oh. that if in the long run if they trade it up if <laughs> If if Josh Allen's career pans out like these quarterbacks that I'm going to name for you, you tell me if that's a success or not a success, okay? Okay. So, uh, Matt Stafford. Success. Carson Palmer. Success. Okay. Kevin Cobb. Failure. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of running low now. Uh, Matt Schaub. <laughs> and Matt Schaub, failure. 
failure to, to you know, not even for, good, for, not even not even good Matt Schaub. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to recall Matt Schaub's the, okay. the, his entire career, but uh, oh, and there we go. As we're talking quarterbacks, sorry, just you know, Lamar Jackson drafted 32nd yeah. overall to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that's a good one. Joe, yeah, Joe, they just replaced Tyra Taylor. Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco. <laughs> And and I would say a success there. Joe I mean, Flacco. you know, I mean, hold yeah, on, I, mean, just, I got you know, I got one that actually might be accurate. Dante Culpepper. Well, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely success. Dante absolutely. Culpepper was a fucking stud. Absolutely. I mean, granted, granted he was Dante he, Culpepper was a stud, but he didn't. I think do Dante, a lot with his I'm pretty career. sure he was an MVP, dude. They went like 15 and one and got like upset like crazy in the playoffs. They were Dante Culpepper left some really good teams. If we just drafted Dante Culpepper, I'll jump through that fucking window right now. Are, are you just naming off quarterbacks and saying if they're successful? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if, if where where we think Josh Allen falls in this quarterback spectrum because Cassie, I think that the trap that we fall into a lot as Bills fans because we see this goddamn team twice a year is that we compare good quarterbacks to Tom Brady. There are no fucking Tom Brady's, okay? But there are an ass ton of Matt Stafford's out there. And and to set your sights on Tom Brady is unrealistic. But to say we could have Matt Stafford now that that's a that's I, a that's a varying degree I'd of take success. That, yeah. All right. How about Ryan Tannehill? No. <sighs> no. I would say that failure. Would be, yeah. Now failure. Here, here's, okay. Here, here's one thing I I am, um, you know, excited about, and uh, and I don't not take this for what it is. Um, you know, I'm an I'm an avid listener of Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons podcast. Um, you know, Bill Simmons, obviously, of course, is a huge New England Patriots homer. Um, but interestingly enough, I was listening to a podcast a few days ago and he was rattling off his favorite QBs in the draft. And um, Josh Allen actually was his number one QB. And one of the reasons that he had him as such is that he had recently met Josh Allen at, at some t- type of outing, terrible outing. I don't know what it's a few weeks earlier. And Bill Simmons described him as saying he had that it factor in terms of being able to walk into a room in the way that he was, people were responding to him um, from a char- like charisma personality standpoint that, you know, that Bill Simmons, who's no expert at this by any means, but you know, that sort of places a high value on that. And again, take that for what it is. I don't know what the hell that means, but one thing I am excited about, especially coming off of, you know, three and a half years of, of, you know, Tyrod snore um, Taylor you know, is is the thought of potential snooze? Sorry, yeah. Is the is the is the thought of potentially having you know a quarterback? And I don't know Allen's personality that well, but potentially having a quarterback that you know generates some excitement, um, whether it's at a pe- press conference or in the huddle, you know, bringing a little bit more energy to that offense. So we'll see. But you know, that's one thing that excites me about it. So Mason Rudolph not taken in the first round of the NFL draft, worth noting. Uh, so Jeff, what else you got for a tacos calientes for us tonight? Um, so, you know, second thing was, I think just let's, let's, as a Bills fans and, and as, uh, let's zoom out for a second and, and take a little bit of a look of what just sort of happened here over the past three months. Um, you know, and I think we, you know, we, we went from, um, we end we acquired, uh, we ended up putting ourselves in a position in, in the last year, excuse me, putting ourselves into, in a position to, um, Trade back in the 2017 draft to get uh, Tredarius White, um, who had a tremendous year, and which allowed us to have two first-round picks this year. And then, you know, we ended up going from 21 and 22 to seven and 16. Yep, seven one six, by, baby. Yeah, seven, oh, I love that. I haven't thought about that. Um, seven one six. That shit ain't no original 16. shit. Okay, Lars got that you know, shit by, off Twitter. By giving thanks, huge. By giving up two second-round picks, one of which we acquired by trading Sammy Watkins, right. who only lasted on that team for one year, the right. Rams, yep. and then a third-round pick, which we acquired from the Rams, or excuse me, from the Browns for Tyrod Taylor, who we were gonna who we were gonna cut anyway. That's see, right. See, being, I love I love your approach better, Jeff, because Lars took that approach. Was like, oh, we gave up all this shit. So point being, we still did though. We, we, it is, we, and you can. We I literally think this is did a fun though. One. It's a it's a fun one, and this is what's great for debate. It's a real fun one to sort of like have a dialogue and discussion point because you can look at you can argue this both sides of the coins, but I th- both sides of the coin, excuse me. But I think you know, I, where I'm going with that is while we did we absolutely gave up a lot of picks for what we did this year, 
but as you zoom out and how we acquired those picks, et cetera, you know, we, we positioned ourselves and again, whether right or wrong time will tell, but the organization, even dating back to Whaley, uh, but we positioned ourselves in order to make moves that gave us a, an ability to try and draft the franchise QB and try and draft what is hopefully like a quarterback of the defense for many years to come. Um, you know, and that's it. This has been a, over a year in the making, which is you know it's sort of fun to think back on that as you as you look at that. So, give us some thoughts on Tremaine Edmonds. Then, Tremaine. I mean, I'm. I'm uh, so, I think you you said it best, or somebody in a in a in a tweet said it best that we we drafted the <laughs> what was it? We drafted the white Cam Newton and the black Luke Keekley. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, and that's you know, I mean, no surprises here with these guys coming from uh uh um the Panthers and knowing what it took and knowing what it took to make the defense take and how you need blue chippers on both sides of the ball. And I think herein lies the argument of like, yeah, you know, it's the classic argument of, you know, what's, what's a better football team, you know, uh, 11 B's out there or, you know, um, you know, 10 B's one a and a couple and a C or whatever, you know where I'm going with that. Yep. And I think yeah, that I these guys you. come, these guys come from the philosophy that you need a couple of blue chippers out there, or at least one on each side of the ball. And I think felt like, you know, those are players that I think we all to someone agree. You don't, we don't necessarily have. And so Tremaine Edmonds, I think, you know, cl- clearly one of the, one of the top one or two rated linebackers, a guy that we, you know, perhaps we had him pegged as the guy we were going to take at 12 if we didn't move up for a QB. And then when he was still sitting there at 15 or 16, we decided to go up and get him. Who knows? Um, but I'm excited. Our, our linebacking crew, this is the desperately needed upgrade. Um, Definitely. For well, our linebacking And crew. we lost Preston Brown. I'm, I'm going to offer a uh, a Tacos Calientes here um, that I've, I've been harping on for a while now, which is this team is destined to take a step back. And I'm... And I, I, I very firmly believe that going into 2018, I, I think this is if we get to five wins this year, I, we will be lucky. We talk about, um, you know, I, I like I like the way you put that, Jeff. You know, if you got um, eight, eight C minuses, two D's and an A on the field, is that the same as having 11 B's? And, and I think you're right. And I think that I think the teams operate best when they have a, an A on the field. Well, right now, our A's on the field on the offensive side of the ball are old as hell in Shady yep. McCoy, are unreliable in Charles Clay, are coming off of knee injury in Calvin Benjamin, are <laughs> going insane in the offseason in, in Zay Jones. So I'm looking <laughs> at this roster. And I'm thinking about, well, we just got a quarterback at seven, but who's he going to throw the ball to? Who's the offense around this guy? And uh, that's, Who, who's protecting that quarterback? And who's that's protecting? We just about. lost Eric Wood. And we lost Richie Incognito. We're not drafting again. <laughs> it's a good thing we got a durable quarterback. We're not. I mean, yeah. we're not drafting again until the the end of the third round. It's reason number one that we didn't take Rosen. But. So we talk about Josh Allen's not going to be starting day one. Good. We want to keep this guy vertical as long as we can, but. Looking ahead to 2019, when we've got almost a hundred million dollars in cap space to go out and find weapons to put around this guy, I think that 2018, as as we've been saying for a long time, or at least I have, is it's going to be an ugly season. It's 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 going to be tough. I I do think though that maybe we get back up into the second round by trading Jerry Hughes. Interesting, interesting. I it's I mean possibly I just it's hard for me to imagine giving away giving away more starters on this team but you never know they, they obviously they did it last year but Lars I, I I totally agree with you um and I think we we have to be prepared for that potential step back I mean we were uh we, we you know last year we're not going to take anything away from last year it was a fun ride it was a heck of a ride we, we broke the playoff sh- drought we all know or at least should that while we were a nine win team that eked into the playoffs we very easily could have been a six or a seven win team of course. as well. Of course. And so, and, and you're right. And so, you know, by the, we've, we've had a number of departments, who knows what will happen this year that NFL flip flops every year. And so um, could you have a Deshaun Watson situation? Right. I don't think that's what's about to happen where, you know, um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, this, these guys are setting the franchise up for long-term success, and that could that could mean a step back this year. Well, let's hope so. Um, and, and and I mean, let's just put it very cleanly, Jeff, here that that we went into the draft before we got rid of Cordy Glenn with the twenty-first and the twenty-second overall pick. 
Okay, that twenty second wasn't going to budge. We traded the twenty first for the with Cordy Glenn for the twelfth, which means we probably could have traded the twenty second for the twelfth, which means that twenty first, that twenty first pick, if not for two plays, two plays. Andy Dalton's miracle fourth and forever play for a touchdown mm-hmm. that got us into the fucking playoffs in the first place. And, and, lest we forget, the offensive pass interference in the Colts game that mm-hmm. gave us a shot to come back and win. If not for those two plays, that 21st pick might have been like the 13th. So we mm-hmm. could have gotten to like the 12th and the 13th pick, gotten up even higher, gotten a better quarterback than Josh Allen or somebody who they actually wanted because I don't believe that he was their first pick. So it, it's a game of inches. And to say that last year was great is, in the long term, irresponsible, in my opinion. And we were kind of harping on that last year. I hate to be the fan that says that, but that's, that's, the, that's the truth. Well, I mean, if you go back to podcast from last year i did say yeah i don't want just a one and done in the playoffs i want an appearance of one and and done in the playoffs too and we mustered three fucking points points. yeah exactly it couldn't have been a worst one and done so this is all all of that for what to that point cassie and then what we sacrificed here today for that to be the case so i think that i i have to disagree with you guys now i i think i agreed with you guys last last year when you said I don't want a one and done as a fan do I want a one and done no but if I'm Zay Jones Deion Dawkins the other young players on that team Josh Allen it means something that when we first showed up at this team they got to the playoffs and we did something amazing and there was and and and, and the reward they got for that was way more than any other team they could have gone to and made the playoffs on. And I get right? that. And, and so, and so now I they, think that the, they like, never a, have to answer in, questions about the In terms the of the yes. culture, in terms of a culture which is so much of what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean preach, I think that they've made that 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 was way more valuable than frankly any draft picked right now. Yeah, but I jury's still out cuz was it valuable? I want to see how those players come back and start this season. Cool. To see if it truly was valuable. We shall find out. Jeff, what are you drinking down there in Austin tonight? Other than hey, Coors hey, Light. La- last, thing, last thing I'll say, just very briefly, on a lighter note. Thank God for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I mean, what an entertaining franchise. And not to say that they screwed it up, because again, time will tell. But good God almighty, are they fun to watch in these drafts. Do you think you think the Baker Mayfield was the unwise choice at one? I think it's certainly the unconventional choice i mean that's then that and that's what made it so entertaining is that you know there's probably 250 you know professional mock drafts that have taken place in the last week you know between nfl network and the espn analysts and not a one of them and these guys had two of the first four picks you got a 50 percent chance sort of you know of like identifying you know and like literally not a single draft pick out there had the browns taking those two players and that's what makes the Browns – I mean, and who knows what other teams would have done. It's just – I just have such a – it just puts a smile on my face thinking, of, you know, it's just so Brownsy, of course. I hope it turns out well for them. I'm rooting for the Browns. But um, – How could you know? You know, so Brownsy. Um, anyway, uh, I was drinking Coors Lights and Miller Lights. I was enjoying them thoroughly. I had one Modelo in there even to mix it up. Wow. Go diversity. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, diversity, exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, joining us as always, Jeff. We'll be talking to you soon. Uh, and until then, go Bills. Go Bills, guys. Take care. Empty glasses, baby. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! And while this is Bills and Beers, that means we talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer, and it's been a long night here in Casa de Cassie. Uh, Suge made a run to his favorite spot, Bitter Pops, and he picked up a bomber here of the Pipeworks Emerald Grouper. Quite tasty. It's a IPA made of honey. He also picked up some Highlight IPA Cigar City Brewing out of Florida. Uh, also quite good. Quite, quite hoppy indeed. And then for the lighter, less hoppy additions cast. Uh, he got me a Boulevard Kolsch, which is... 
very light. It's actually got like a lemony first taste, but a very light, nice, smooth kind of ending. So a little citrusy in the beginning, but a great, great ending. Great, great drinking beer. Do you not get lemon from the first sip of every Kolsch you drink? Because that's... No, if you've actually ever had a Colorado Kolsch from Steamworks, uh, the Colorado Kolsch from Steamworks, it's amazing. The best beer that you will ever drink. It's just from beginning to end, it's heaven in your mouth. Well, Jay might Jay might disagree with that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Suge, why don't you get us going on this week's wild card? So, you know, we made a bunch of promises last time we were on the air. Uh, we talked about the fact that, hey, I'm not going to watch these QBs. And we were talking about what 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 are the carbs you're going to give up in in terms of my diet, right? And we're going to talk about what are the things that you want to give up doing because you know that if you can do it, it'll be healthier for you. I know that I gave up watching Two Bills Drive or you know whatever the stadium wall, and I stopped doing that uh, until this week. Oh boy! Right, and then and then I I couldn't stop, and and I started looking at the Apple News app, searching for Buffalo Bills, and and then I got on Twitter and and I started you know searching for hashtag Bills, and then I actually had to log on to Twitter because. <laughs> I, I couldn't search the way I wanted to. And it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And and then the and once the doors were open, like, forget about nachos, forget about salsa. I was just fucking crazy. And so every superstition that was humanly possible, I did. So I want to know from you guys, what did you guys do just to make today work right? And let's start with Cassie. Yeah. So... When we traded uh, up to the 12th draft pick and I was like hearing all of our numbers, I, you know, I'm somewhat of a degenerate gambler and that might be thanks to my bookie.ag. <laughs> I mean, I love betting on the masters. Is, hold on. Is, is, de- is degenerate gambler, is that a redundant phrase? Like an oxymoron that no, if you're a gambler, the, no, you're a degenerate two, two, to begin two opposite with. opposite things. Um, yeah. uh, no, because there could be people that are like successful gamblers. That's not you. That's uh, you know Those what? Those are the people on mybookie.ag. <laughs> yeah. Com- compared to you two, I'm probably successful because I still have my money in mybookie.ag. All right, um, all right. Low I'm, blow that I'm playing with, um, and like literally was addicted to betting on the Masters that I had to tell myself to stop. How'd you do? Um, well, we won a Masters pool that wasn't on mybookie.ag, so there was some redemption. This year's winner, not a popular guy. No, not very, very much so, not popular. Um, so when the draft picks were kind of said to me from a numbers perspective, I was like, wow, those sound awfully familiar. Those sound like good lottery numbers. So this afternoon took a little break from my heated day at work, walked down to our local mini mart in our building and I filled in the, the, the little piece of paper and I completely did it incorrectly. The Indian guy, sorry, Suj, uh, behind the counter was like laughing at me because it was so terrible. Um, but I did He's definitely from Afghanistan. Yeah, I did a power play and, and mega mega millions. Um, so I've got a chance to win like 65 million or like 120 million. We get some of that. Um, so this might be my last episode that I'll be recording <laughs> with you guys in person because you'll just have to stream me in from whatever island I'm yeah, living right, on. Yeah. Um, what makes you think we're not coming with you? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we'll all be recording from there. What am I talking about? You'll, you'll be able to afford the technology. Yeah, exactly. So I did bet 12, 22, 53, 56, and 65. Um, what's funny is we did not pick at 12, 22, nor 53, nor 56. <laughs> That's awesome. I think we're going to pick at 65. No, we're not. We gave that one up, too. Oh, great. So all, the all of those picks are gone and gone. not used. Gone. Yeah. Whatever. That's so awesome. Rip these in piece, pieces. And then I picked my, <laughs> my Powerball number, my Mega Millions number, by the college jersey number of the two players that I wanted. So six for Baker Mayfield and three for Josh Rosen. Okay. I guess I should have gone with 17 for Josh Allen. So that's what that's going to bring me. So I actually wore six in a lot of my athletic endeavors. Uh, so I'd have been cool with that. Um, but I, I didn't really do much. I, I listened to a lot of the segments on WGR. Uh, I had to divest from that eventually because it was just the same shit over and over again. Uh, so then I, I brought up a old Google image search here in the last four minutes and uh, wanted to see exactly or remind myself what number Josh Allen wore in college, and he wore 17. Uh, that's a prime number. 
It's a uh, pretty shitty number, if you ask me. Uh, Nobody famous has ever worn the number 17. And I would just like to say this. When we hired Sean McDermott, Suge and I were on the same page about who are these guys, why are we giving them the keys to the kingdom. I've been excited. I've talked myself into every coaching hire from from now until goddamn Dick Duran. And every time I've been wrong, Sean McDermott, I didn't wasn't I was not feeling much. Uh, I was wrong. I was wrong about him because I wasn't feeling much. Now, part of me, admittedly, in the back of my brain was like, well, maybe if you don't feel much for this one, he's going to be good, <laughs> unlike the others. And that was the case. And I'll be I'll be completely honest with you guys. There isn't a goddamn thing about Josh Allen that makes me feel good. And I I talked myself into EJ Manuel. I wanted the the organization to stop farting around and start JP Lossman back in the day. I have been consistently wrong about all the players and coaches we've we've brought into this organization. And if if history is any indication, Bills Nation should be really Really excited for how I feel right now about Josh Allen, the man who wears number 17. Who wears 17? What a terrible number. Is that Joe Montana's number? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so you're saying Cleveland's fucked then? Because you want to Because I really want to make him be yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good way of putting it. Suge, come to you now. So my whole thing was that I was trying to give up superstitions. And as I got ready this morning, actually as I got ready yesterday, I went for a nice like plum shirt to wear to work, maybe a pink, and then it was this right, really bright Bill's blue shirt. And I said, no. Mm, Joe Montana I should wore wear number that 16 tomorrow. and then 19 in KC. So. I should wear that tomorrow. And so I, I saved today the blue shirt to wear my Bill's blue to work. And I put on my Bill's lanyard, and then I, you know, before this, Looked for underwear and oh, I put down the black underwear to put on some light blue underwear, and then as the day got on, it just got worse and worse and worse. So I put on my clothes and I said, "Well, I want to wear my Bills jersey when we're actually at the draft place." So I brought my Kelly jersey. Why? Because I told myself that this was the last day that I was going to wear the Kelly jersey. Because from this moment on, we were going to have a franchise quarterback whose jersey I was going to buy, and that was what was going to be my identification with with Bill's success. And, you know, out of respect for Jim, I put him down on the passenger seat next to me, and I couldn't see the entire number 12, so I refolded the jersey. Mind you, I was late to fucking work, okay? And I'm a physician. It's not okay to be late to work. But but I, I stopped. I refolded the jersey, made it beautiful so that I could put my hand on Jim's number 12, you know, knowing he just came back to Buffalo today and he was going to pray for us and we were going to have the next. There's something wrong with us. There is something really fucking wrong with us, Bills fans, okay? Because I know none of you have done less than that. What? Oh, sorry, what was the what was the point there? So you folded your jersey and kept it looking nice? I, that, was a, that was a meandering story that I, I was trying to find a, a, pop, a popular athlete who number 17 to follow that story, and I, I just didn't get it. I'm sorry. I was just wondering where Suji was going to say, and then he tucked in his uh, Norman or uh, Mormon, jersey. Mormon jersey into his jeans. No, I'm just saying it's not that it's not normal. It's like like you know you, you you take your jersey to work, then you're like, oh wait, the twelve isn't sitting perfectly right. So let me refold this jersey so that I can see the entire number one two, and then put it carefully in the seat next to me so that I can like put my hand on it while I drive to work to make sure that like the energy from that Kelly jersey is coming into me and then being transmitted to the Bills, and then that will mean that we have a good draft pick. Look. I know you think I'm crazy, but I know some of you have done the exact same thing. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> You're crazy just like me. So I was completely wrong about um, the I – thought, I thought that the Minnesota Vikings – yeah, they were 15-1. and one. Um, Okay. This podcast is going No, they were, 15, they were They were 15 and 1 in 1998, but it was Randall Cunningham and not Dante Culpepper, who was the quarterback this year. The, and the still, there's no professional athletes with the number 17. No, I did look that up, and it's not. They, yeah, I don't think. I think Dante Culpepper was like the prototypic quarterback, but just never panned out. So a, I'm looking at a Sports Illustrated article from July of 2007. 
So, I mean, still a pretty good swath of professional sports history to choose from. And the best they could come up for for number 17 was some guy from the Boston Celtics that I've never heard of. So you're saying there's an opportunity. So there's an opportunity for Josh Allen, as we see here on the big screen, to slide in and take that. Lord knows we're all hoping that's the case. Big fella, we're going to be rooting for you. I hope that you get the start sooner rather than later and that we can put a cast I around you, later. that you can be successful in the NFL and that Brandon Bean knows what he's doing. We'll be back in the regular season, probably actually sometime during uh, training camp. This is actually now officially season 10 of Bills and Beers. We'll be back over the summer to talk a little bit more. I, or how about a special recording if something else happens in this draft? Yeah, I'm not, bank, I'm not banking on it. But until next time, folks, find us on iTunes, uh, find us on Stitcher, subscribe as always. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout.